Hi, welcome to the Dreamcatchers. We are sisters and business partners, Marissa Klein K and Jamie Klein Stozer. We know a little something about dreaming big. In our day jobs, we run the fashion and media division of our family staffing firm in New York City, Choice Associates. We have built a brand around helping others and good energy. Known in our personal and professional worlds as lightworkers, igniters, and most of all believers, Jamie and I are not only dreamers, but we are doers, and we hope our energy is contagious. On this podcast, we will be chatting to each other and to some of our favorite dream catchers, the people who inspire us not only about career, but about making magic wherever they go. On What's Your Story, we will focus on real people with killer jobs and talk about how they got where they are today. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe now and follow us on social media at Dreamcatchers23 for updates and episodes. Welcome back to the Dreamcatchers. We are so excited to be back at it after a little hiatus this summer. And we are here this morning with our dear friend and neighbor, Brian Rice, who we're going to have introduce himself in just a second. We're here for our 81st episode, um, which we are, I can't believe we've done 80 of these, Marissa. Like what? Um, so this is our 81st episode. That's how many good people there are to unpack. That's so true. Um, so today we are on season nine, episode one with Brian Rice, sponsored by Elaplan, which is an amazing tech platform that our friend here in town, Amanda, is launching this fall. You definitely need to check it out. If you have or know someone who has a loved one with special needs, what Elaplan is doing is using artificial intelligence to help you manage their care. Um, there's so much to know when you have somebody in your life with special needs, doctor's appointments, um, schedules, et cetera, et cetera. And what Elaplan is doing is kind of putting it all together for you and spitting it back through artificial intelligence of how to manage your loved one's care. Highly recommend you check it out. If you know anybody that could use something like that, another Fairhaven mom. So just kudos to Amanda and her business, which is coming together very nicely. Anyway, um, welcome to What's Your Story with Brian Rice. Brian, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience, tell us. I don't even know how to introduce you. I, I tried on our um, on our social media. You have so many hats. So many people know you in different ways in the area. Um, so we'd love to hear you try to in- introduce yourself and what you would say is your many titles. Oh, geez. Thank you. Good morning. Um, it's it's uh, it's an honor to uh, to be involved in this podcast. It's my first podcast, so it's your eighty first. It's my first. Uh, I've been talking about hats. We are uh, getting ready to do a renovation in our house, so I've had to clean out my hat collection, and I threw out <laughs> probably fifty, and I still have two hundred and fifty. Um, <laughs> so being bald, I, I wear hats, but I guess it goes back to the Navy. So. Um, yeah, I'm born and raised in Fairhaven. I'm fourth generation. Um, I have my own business or businesses. To your point, Jamie, I don't I don't know where to start. So, but my I guess I should start with my real business, Rice Wealth Management. We manage money for um, individuals um, and small corporations, uh, some local, some as far away as as London, and uh, and then also across to the West Coast. So it's a business that I was born into. Uh, similar to the other things that I do, uh, I've been kind of born into all this. Um, it all comes goes back to my dad. Um, 
I got out of the Navy in 89, didn't know what I wanted to do and, and started on Wall Street with Merrill as a um, basically a secretary. We're not allowed to use that word anymore, but that's what I was <laughs> I sat behind a typewriter. I didn't know how to type. Still don't. Um, but I, I hunt and peck really, really fast. So that's, you know, that business. And then, of course, we started Jersey Devil Sport Fishing, which is a charter boat company uh, that we started in 03. When I became a licensed captain and that um, spawned into um, doing the, the kids camp, right? Um, my wife was on, uh, her name is Jackie. Uh, she, hi Jackie, I don't know if she's out there, but mm -hmm. she's working. She started yeah. working. Uh, so anyway, so um, there was a post on Facebook. Uh, does anybody know of a kids fishing, you know, um, camp or, or program, you know, we live on the river and there really wasn't. And so my wife, um, responded and said, yeah, my husband is a licensed charter boat captain, born and raised here, blah, blah, blah. I never played ball sports. I was terrible at them. I was a swimmer and my front yard and backyard is the river, the Navistink river, which I grew up on. Uh, my parents still live there. So she responded, said, yeah, my husband did this thing it's called hooked on fishing, not on drugs for the New Jersey DEP the state. And, and I did that course. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. Um, and there were like 35 or 36 people that were interested, right? They just hit interested in her and start following the post. So I got home, uh, not being in education. I, I didn't know how to start, but I figured I would take pen to paper and, and put together a, um, a curriculum. We started with 12 kids. That was um, in 07, I think. I, and I know this was our ninth year. So we'll back up from there. But um, And those kids, some of them are still with me. Obviously, they're in college now. And they actually are still, you know, involved with the camp and, and running the camp. Um, so it's been a huge thing. Um, I'm all about giving back to the community. Um, mental health is something that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, so I am the board president, um, the foundation board of Me uh, Mental Health Association of Monmouth County. So that's part of what I give back. And then I'm also very involved in the environment. I'm the chairman of the environmental commission here in our little town of Fairhaven, um, as well as the chairman of a um, another committee that I resurrected that's focused around keeping the water clean, Navasink River and stormwater management and stuff like that. So those are the few things that I do. <laughs> I have two when do you eat when do you eat and sleep i had no problems eating i i woke up at two or eight something this morning um and then i sleep from you know eight thirty nine o'clock until four thirty five o'clock i get up and i i dedicate the early morning hours to looking at my emails and kind of doing the the giving back part mental health association stuff like that to try to Free up my day during the day so that I don't, you know, get sidetracked. I, being ADHD and OCD is 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 dangerous, but it's I, it's been good for me getting back to the mental health because I can multitask like nobody's business. Um, Same. Yeah. So uh, people don't understand it. There's no way that you know I, I I don't know this, but people have said there's no way that a normal person would be able to do what I did. Same. People and, say that to me all the time. Will attest to it. Sue is my assistant who just came in. She's been with me for 20 years in, in this business. Right? So, 
you didn't mention there's one other thing you do that you forgot. <laughs> aren't you aren't you in charge of the Small Business Alliance too? Yes, oh yeah, I knew you were going to bring that. No, the, the Fairhaven, yeah, the Fairhaven Business Association. I'm the vice chair, um, just because it was an open seat, and uh, I don't, I, I'm, I'm an easy target. Um, but yeah, that so that's I'm very involved in that. Um, and and you guys are new members. Thank you and welcome. We just joined. You just did. We you finally did. joined. Did. I we saw did. that. Yeah, we just so, joined. Um, we finally embraced being a small business here in Fairhaven. Um, we've been obviously an established business here in Fairhaven for many years, but we weren't necessarily considered ourselves based here until this summer when I actually just recently resigned from my day job to run the dream catchers full time. So now that I'm doing this full time, I felt like, you know what, it's time for us to be part of the business association. It I want is, everyone to know who we are. It is. And, and I never, um, and I should think more about the, I guess probably dozens, maybe even, you know, a hundred small businesses in town that, because people work that are from like home. working from home. Right, yeah. They work from home. So why not be included in it? And because I guess I know when I worked from home, number one, my wife hated it because I'm loud. <laughs> um, and, and I just walk around the house with my headphones on and talk. But she couldn't <laughs> wait, even though my office is around the corner from the house so that, you know, I bought this building and, and we renovated it. Um, but during COVID, she it's couldn't stand it. So but I have a tendency to then never leave the house. Right. So if you work from home, you eat at home. Sure. You drive the kids around in circles, which I do that a lot um, until October 23rd. Jack gets his license. So um, <laughs> it's a big moment. The countdown. Uh, yeah, it is a count. And Jack's and Jack's totally not me. He's like, what do you mean a countdown? You know, he talks like a surfer. He's really, really <laughs> smart. He goes to mass. Um, but he's like, I counted down the hours. Right to get my license. I couldn't wait. He's like, yeah, you know, okay. Um, so, but I think you get lost at home and, and you become a recluse, right? If you work from home, you do everything from home and I can get, I can fit into that really quickly as much as I'm out there and do all these things. I love being at home. Me too. I just love it. And, um, and, but that can be dangerous too, because you don't see anybody. So mm -hmm. for people to join the business association from, you know, the work at home, crowd right i think it makes total sense like me i, I don't benefit a lot from the business association because i'm not a retail shop right it's really focused around the sidewalk sales in fairhaven fairhaven day is a huge thing of mine that i support my wife's been on the committee since day one um but you know my business is a different business right like yours right so it's like what are we going to get from it but it's not about that it's about supporting the community and the businesses and and you know unfortunately fairhaven's kind of a pass-through town where it's not a destination to go shopping. Um, people say, you know, where's your office? I'm like you drive up that river road at all. And they don't just pay attention. It's just like this, you know, and um, like it kind of stands out a little bit. Right? It does yeah. actually. It does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, I'd love I mean, to that's quite an intro. I don't know how you talk <laughs> that Jamie, other than the fact that I think, I mean, I actually feel like you guys might be separated at birth. <laughs> Every single thing you described, I'm like, I'm loud. I walk around my house with headphones. I have ADHD. I do a million things. Same, yep. same, same. It's the it's the OCD ADHD combo that got me. That I'll have to Google that later. Yeah, I made um, that up myself. Okay, because because I think that I think there's some people in the Klein family <laughs> that may or may not fit those bills. 
Well, um, I do have cousins, and their last name is Klein, by the way. I don't oh. know if I ever told you that. No, we you could, didn't. Maybe uh, we're related somewhere we're, else. We don't know anybody, so it, it could very well be. And then that would make a lot of sense now, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's removed because it's my cousin's father from yeah. the Klein side. You know, my side, obviously, is race. Um, but I, you never know, right? It's never just know. And, um, you know, it would be worthwhile checking it out, I guess. We should. That's cool. All right. So, so now that we got your intro, we like to unpack as, as part of this episode or this arc of our podcast, your, just your story, how you got to where you are. Obviously you covered a little bit of, of that in your intro. So the first thing that we ask is the same question every single episode. Um, cause we like to correlate kind of this answer with what you just told us, which is what is your earliest memory of what you wanted to be when you grew up? I mean, I just, I go with what comes to my mind first, and that was to be a mountain man. Literally. Just to be a mountain man. Yep. I um, live in the mountains. Yep. As much as I love the salt water and it's in my veins, literally and figuratively. Um, I, yeah, I grew up in Fairhaven, obviously, and it was much different back then. I hunted and trapped, and we would walk down river and Fairhaven Road with, with animals in the traps. Um, guns in the trucks, the whole nine yards. I looked like, and I always forget his name, um, but is it, no. What's the guy from Breakfast Club with the flannel shirt? Oh, yeah. That's why I looked uh, like. I had the long hair. Yes, I don't have any now. Um, but, and and that's why I, I aspire to just be in the mountains and 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 literally just um, live off the land. And I, and I still think that way, but I live off the land and see, but I'm, I grew up as my childhood. I compare it to a wealthy Huck fit, right? Um, because I was always outside. I was always in the river. I've lost, and they probably can find them if somebody dredged the back creek here, Fourth Creek, of you know shoes and boots that I've lost. I mean everything. So um, that's yeah. That was really what I, I never wanted to sit behind a desk. I know that. Um, I I yeah. That's the only thing that really comes to mind. I I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I went through high school um, by my looks and charisma um, and, and, and not even smarts because I was, I was not good in school. I didn't like school. Being, and, and, and it goes back to the OCD and ADHD. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't read. I couldn't, I would read words, but it didn't mean anything to me. So, um, and then I started working in the dock building business building docks and bulkheads for a guy who um, was 10 years old younger than my dad, but they knew each other for years, Cliff Decker. And he was, he was very instrumental in me growing up on the river and harnessing this waterway that we could make money from. Right. Um, so I did that through high school and it was really tough work, brutal, brutal work. Um, and my father being an entrepreneur um, and, and wanted to, give me what he thought I wanted, which was basically they built a dock building, building business for me. They had built a barge and, a, and had a crane on and everything. Um, and, and then I, I got out of high school barely. And um, my best friend took his life. So my aha moment was probably when I, I had, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. At that time we did have a big boat and another person 
who was very, very instrumental in, in me going into the Navy. Um, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. I started on that route, blew out my knee that early. Um, but it was good that I went in because I finally got out of going back to being in your homes all the time. I got out of the bubble of Fairhaven, right? Mm-hmm. And, and got to say, although I traveled, my mom's from Germany. I'm first generation on my mom's side in the United States. Um, but to go to boot camp and being a swimmer, I had no problem swimming, but you would see some of these gentlemen from deep South, you know, they didn't know how to swim. I'm like, what are you guys doing in the Navy? Like, well, this was all we had. I'm like, what do you mean? And it was literally, it was jail or going to service. And they picked the Navy because they wanted to travel and, and, and the food was good. Um, and a pretty good accommodations, you know, um, that will, that was my aha moment. I don't know if we want to talk about it. Yeah. Say yeah, that. absolutely. We, that we was definitely... a big, yeah, that was a big turning point in, in the life of Brian. There is a movie and it's not about me, right? It's Monty Python. Um, but you know, having Don Deal, who was the captain of my dad's boat and a 13 year veteran Navy SEAL, two tours in Nam, the whole nine yards. Um, you know, these people in my life, they, people come into our lives for a reason, right? And his reason was, I, I watched Top Gun in 86, I think. I wanted to be a naval aviator. Then I found out I was somewhat colorblind. You can't do that. Um, so then I went to the Army. So then I went to the Army recruiter. They were right here in Red Bay. And because I saw First Blood, right? So I wanted to be a, uh, you know, I figured if I can't be a SEAL or, or whatever or, or a pilot, then I'll follow Rambo. And um, I came home. Don was at the house. And he was originally from Florida. So he talked like this. And I, I can talk like that. I, if I go down south, I start to talk like people down south. Mm-hmm. So, um, so he, he said, what'd you do? I said, I went to the Army recruiter. He said, the hell you did. And he grabbed me, literally grabbed me the, by the back of my shirt, lifted me up, threw me in his Jeep and took me to Red Bank. And he's big dudes. And he walks into the Army recruiter. He says, he's not going. They're like, what do you mean he's not going? He's all signed up. He said, he's, you don't understand. And this guy was badass. Am I allowed to say that? Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. And, and they just kept looking at him. And he said, I'm telling you, this boy is not going in the Army. And he found a folder and he literally ripped it in. I was like this thick. He ripped it in hand. And we walked out. I knew I needed to go somewhere. I knew I needed to get out of here. So February 26th. Uh, it's February 24th of 88. I walked back into the Navy recruiter and they're like, you're going, you're out. And I was in Newark being processed, went to Great Lakes. Um, I was there February 26th or whatever. And it was cold and, and it was, it's 40 miles north of Chicago, right on the Great Lakes. So that's how it started. You know, that, that really gave me the sense of purpose, you know, kind of, I needed something to wake me up. You know, and um, because I was on a bad road, real bad. And um, I probably, the Navy saved my life and then my wife. But that's a whole other story. Um, she won't admit it. But um, so that goes back to why I do what I do, you know. And, and, and then I got out and didn't still know what I wanted to do as a career. Um, but I, I finally manned up and, and talked to my dad. And I said, you know, he was at Merrill Lynch at the time in 89 and um, he was commuting to Morristown. It's like two hours, two and a half hour commute. It's crazy. 
they'd like, yeah, it would be great because now I would be his personal chauffeur, right? And work for him or work with him. But I went up and interviewed and uh, got the job and the rest is history. So I, we built the business. I was just a, an assistant for him. And I finally convinced him um, as much as he drove his business. And I get this from him is that I drove the business once I got involved. And he was so used to going to Morris. And I said, Dad, it's a waste of four and a half, five hours a day driving, right? There's no easy way to get there. So we moved our business in 90 down here, switched firms. Back then, it was the go-go days of Wall Street, at least in my, in my gen, you know, from our generation, my generation. Jack just watched uh, Wolf of Wall Street last night. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the way it was. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that didn't help with the mental health either. So, um, so yeah, we moved our business. And then in 95, I pushed to be independent and we worked together for 30 something years. And then in, in 2019, we um, set up our own registered investment advisory, which is Rice Wealth Management, the way it is today, using the base of business that my father gave to me. He retired. I bought the building and that's where we are today. Uh, but I never thought because the dock building business was going to be my business, right? Here he is. Rice is a big, you know, Brian's a big waterman and, and it just made sense. So there's my dad setting again, doing something for me. But then I realized that it was just really bad, hard work. We still have the business. My mother, that's a whole nother story. She'd be a great podcast if she would talk to you. Um, but she took over the business and built the largest dock building business on the two rivers. And it's still in existence today. I'm still involved with it somewhat. Um, and it, she gave it to the foreman, who's basically my older brother, for all intents and purposes. So it's kind of a neat story there, too. You know what I'm hearing here? Um, in addition to you really sharing, there's a mixture of vulnerability. Um, you were completely blessed. It wasn't like you didn't have everything at your fingertips and people that believed in you and were willing to sacrifice and set you up. And yet you honestly knew that you needed time and help probably years before that was the norm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And it sounds to me, I like how you referenced yourself to Huck Finn. That's like a, such a terrific Tom Sawyer, like a terrific way of um, explaining it. Because when you tell your story, I mean, there's utmost respect for your father without question. And, there was never, even if you were confused and or suffering from undiagnosed conditions and or et cetera, et cetera, you never didn't have work ethic. You mm -hmm. always worked. So yeah. you have been straight, but like you, you, you got yourself up and you did your things. You I did. I mean, there's been plenty of dark times where I didn't and I should have. So it's not all, you know unicorns and rainbows, whatever, but by any stretch, but, but that was all because of me. I was my worst enemy at times, mm -hmm. you know, when I would get into that dark place and, and there were plenty of opportunities. Another big moment was 06. 06 was probably the biggest year of my life. Um, Jackie was pregnant with Jack, our first, our first child. Um, my father was going to sell the business out from under me to, uh, um, and I'm friends with the guy today, the Penske family. Um, and, and I went away. I had to go. I went to a retreat to, uh, to figure stuff out. And my mother, and if I get welled up, that's me. I'm a big, tough baby. 
um, my mother said to me, cause I called him over to the house and I said, I'm going away. I don't know. I, I got to just get out of here. I got to do something. And, um, I needed to tell them I wanted to drive myself and I wanted to pay for it myself. And, um, Jackie actually had, it was actually after Jack was born, he was only like two months old. She was leaving, going to her mom's house. I said, no, I'm leaving. And, um, the house is yours and my son's and whatever happens after this figured out. So my mother asked, you know, to your point, Marissa, that she goes, um, what did I do wrong? We gave you everything. And they did to my detriment because it was never enough. And I said, you, you enabled this. You enabled me to, and I'm not blaming you, mom. And she almost took my head off. And I said, look, you, you know, now being a father, right, and, and, and realizing it, I was doing the same thing with our daughter because it's easy to do, right, daddy's little girl. And, and, I, and I explained, I said, no, 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 you, there's no manual, right, to be a parent. There's no manual to be an entrepreneur. You just figure it out. Um, and, and that's what I told her. I said, you know, you, you enabled, you were an enabler because you knew, you know, I was spending money out of the business. And, I mean, even as a little kid, right, I would set my watch backwards, right? Oh, my watch stopped working. But it was all those things, and I got away with it. I always got away with it until, until I had to man up, until, you know, you can fake it till you either make it or you don't. And, and luckily I did, but it was because my parents believed in me. But, um, and, and so many other people, right, believe in me. I have a huge responsibility now. I manage a lot of money for people. We can say that it's not everything, but it's, you know, it is everything to them with me, right? I'm not their doctor. I'm not their psychologist, although sometimes I feel like I am a psychologist. But, um, you know, it's huge. And, and look at, you know, just family and, 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 and all the other things they do. You know, so, so it, if, if it weren't for your mental struggles, you wouldn't be the man that you are today. No. And look, you know, I mean, you said, you said, you said, carefully before that your best friend committed suicide. Yeah. Um, mental health is no joke. And in 1988 and 1993 and 1995, these sentences weren't even said out loud. No. Mm -hmm. So there's still somewhat of a stigma. There is somewhat of a stigma. And, you know, I mean, Jamie and I are extremely um, committed on again, off again, loyal to mental health and wellness. It's something that we believe inherently. I mean, career doesn't define you and it shouldn't. No. But when your career is not accentuating who you are as a human, you do succumb. A lot of people succumb to the darkness, yep. whether it's frustration or depression or just not being able to feel like they're contributing to society. So all of the things that you have ended up doing are pretty remarkable considering and giving back to the cause at heart. And then also working with young kids at the beginning of their journey that perhaps you catch a few before they fall in. Yeah. If we could, I mean, we've had, um, it's a hundred, it's about, let's call it 110 kids a year. Right. So you do the math. It's a thousand, basically a thousand kids um, that have come through the camp. Right. And yeah, if it's 10%, 20% that, you know, 
continue on. I mean, you hope it's higher, right? 50%, whatever the number is. But, you know, or, or maybe that one kid was on a bad path, right? And now he looks up to, to Captain Brian and, and, and the team, right? And it's just, you know, you know, that I've got something else, right? I'm going to go fishing when I don't feel well. I'm all, you know, down in the dumps. I just go, go to the pond, go wherever. It doesn't matter. Just get outside and do something, right? Um, just to show the kids that there's a, there's an avenue that you can, you can kind of explore, right? Um, and fishing is, for me, it's always an adventure. Going back to being a mountain man, right? That's kind of as adventurous as you can get. I don't want to be an astronaut. Um, so every time we fish, it's an, it's a, it's another, it's another, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big thing, right? You're loading up the boat. You think of, you know, you watch, I don't know, Jaws or, which is my favorite movie, um, <laughs> you know, but it's always an adventure. You never know what you're going to, you know, see, right. Whether it's weather or, you know, catching fish or, or whatever, it's just, and that's for me, that's what drives me, right. The adventure ski, I go out West and ski. My kids are great skiers now, you know, and I always took everything to the extreme, um, which is my DNA. Right. So I can't just go ski. Right. I raced and jumped and, you know, I, I went I did go to prep school, um, you know, and it was the same school that my father, and my uncle went to. Um, and it was very focused around skiing. Um, so, yeah, it's just it, it, I've always taken everything to the next level. You know, I have to say. Um... You know, each summer before my son goes to sleepaway camp, he goes for a day with Captain Brian and his team with his best friends. And it, he, this year he did it for the third time. It's like literally he looks forward to it all year long. It's his, one of his favorite things that he does. And I love what you said about the unexpected. So the first year they like caught baby sharks. It was like out of control. They were just nine. So they were like old enough to go. And it was like the best day ever. And then last year we like it. Brian was sick. We weren't sure if he was going to be able to come on the boat. Like we, there was so much unexpected. The weather wasn't great. They caught nothing, zero things. The entire time they were out, still the best day of his life. Doesn't he, matter. People doesn't matter. know. Yeah. He was like, I'm like, did you catch anything? What happened? He's like, not like zero things. Nothing happened. Yeah. Nobody bit. And we had the yeah. best day. And I was like, yeah. I don't know what goes on out there on the water, but you are like, whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. Cause then this year, all we want to do is go back again. This year they caught a bunch and threw them yep. back in, but it just, it goes to show you, like, it doesn't, I don't know. There's something transformative about what you do with them. I mean, granted he was there one day, but for six hours comes back. It's like, whatever happens on the water stays on the water or That's something, right. you know, he knows that the Jersey devil. So the boat <laughs> is the Jersey devil. Right. Um, and we, and, and we have a saying, what, what happens on the devil stays on the devil, right. Whether it's, I like the kids curse or they pee in the corner of the boat, you know, whatever we're, we're being guys. Right. Yeah. And the girls is the same thing. I don't treat them any different than the boy. Right. When they're on the boat, uh, I do have a softer side for, for girls, but it, it, it's still, you're on the boat, right. We're, we're out there. We're in the elements. Um, you're doing, you know, just to be on the boat, which is a high performance boat. Right. And for me, it's, it's second nature because that's what I do. But for these kids to do 50 miles an hour, in a 36 foot boat, right? It's 31, but it's 36 feet overall. It's a big boat. It's just that they'd much rather probably do that than not catch it, right? Than fish and not yeah. catch it. So I can do, I can read the kids. I see their, you know, 
they get bored. All right, come on, let's go. We're going to go for a ride, right? Whether we're in the ocean or the river or the bay, it doesn't matter. Um, and they just love to be there. And yeah, it's you're you're free. You're out in the in the in the ocean, right? There's no yeah. boundaries. There's no goes on in terms of a kid for infinite, you know, infinite, right? It, it doesn't end, right? You can't see any. You can't see the other side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, we we have captured that, and um, yeah, what happens on the devil stays on the devil, and it's you've got you've, yeah. no, you, 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 whatever you're doing, right. you figured it out, like you right. were able to harness. But, but and that's why we do the kids without parents. Because yeah. totally done dynamics, right? They don't look at me as a parent, and a lot of these kids really look up to me. I have another kid who's twelve. I mean, and, and this gives me a lot of hope because we're we're quick to say, "Oh, this next generation or the next two generations that they're all sitting behind, they're on their phones," and and, and they are. But I get a few kids every year that want to help. I get texts from them. I got a text the other day and he's very even kid. Hey, Captain Brian, can I come over and help? Whatever it is. Oh yeah, go ahead and clean the boat. Boat always needs to be. And they don't care. They just want to be involved and help. And, and, and it gives them a sense of purpose, right? And they're great kids. So it gives me also, I get a lot from it, right? That I give, get this hope and, and that there is, there are kids that are not, you know, we can't call them all, you know, a bunch of, Whatever, you know, I, I was going to use some word, but uh, you know what I'm saying, right? They, you can't. Yeah, like this generation gets a terrible reputation. They for do, they do. And, and I didn't work as hard as my dad, right? And and I didn't walk uphill both ways barefooted when, in the snow, right? I mean, <laughs> right? So it's like, okay, my father and I fought tooth and nail because if I wasn't sitting here at my desk, I wasn't working. But we had the advent of the phone. And, and I mean, I've seen so much technology, right? Jackie just threw out. Like 50 CDs. We don't even have a CD player anymore, right? We started with eight tracks and and then cassettes and then CDs. And, and it, now it's it, all digital. It is, it's a modern evolution. You know it what is. I was thinking while you were talking, um, just going back to the generational changes, you know, and also what you went through. If you hadn't gone through what you went through, you wouldn't be able to offer what you're doing to all of the, for these kids. Because you wouldn't have the wisdom to gift it, right? And then also being able to create the balance. The reason why it's hard for us is because we didn't grow up with with what they're growing up with. That's why it's challenging. Like any generation, it's just our modern version of the slow, the snow, the sleet, and the hail. Listen, it was pouring rain this morning. Did I want my daughter to walk down to the bus stop and get completely dripping wet? Yes, I did. I mean, yeah. But like also when a friend offered to pick her up, did I say it's okay? Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. Well, were you going to get up and take her? No. And I said to her, one day, one day when you have to get to your office in Lexington Avenue and it's pouring rain diagonal, you're going to have to deal with an umbrella. What can I tell you? My like, favorite weather is it. my favorite weather is bad weather. I, and my kids are the same way. They love her. We loved hurricanes growing up, right? We love nor'easters. There's all kinds of pictures. If you look, I can find them somewhere. I'll send them to you. Like but, you know, I, I I just loved it. I just loved the extremism. I love the extreme heat. I, I don't have my tan much anymore, but, um, you know, and I love the extreme cold. I love extreme. It's just the way I am. It's, it's my DNA. And, and the kids see that, you know, come on, hold on, you know, and, and they fall off the seat. Well, you didn't hold on tight enough. I'm not going to go up there and say, Oh, little Johnny, are you okay? No, I make sure they're all right. Cause I don't need a lawsuit, obviously, but if they have a bruise on their butt. 
It is what it is. You didn't listen to Captain Brian. I told you, hold on. You know, um, my kids, my, you know, that they're growing up differently. And, and yeah, technology is different. I try, I'm also a closet geek nerd. I love technology. And that was to my, and my dad never understood it. He didn't, we had, we had to keep a block keyboard for, him. you know, he couldn't find the keys on a, on a, on a keyboard, you know? So, but he didn't ever understand that even though I wasn't at my desk, I'm working. So I tell people I'm working. Sound from, does it sound familiar? Right. Dad's the same way. I'm a little and bit you probably dealt with the same thing, right? You worked with your dad. Yes. And, and if I didn't, if I wasn't sitting here and he would, you know, go to work for 18 hours. Okay. But how many of those 18 hours are you really working? Right. Cause they, they did a study in our business. It's 2,500 hours an hour is what we are. So maybe you work an hour, right? Maybe you work two hours, but I, you know, really working, but most of the time you're not, you know, you're jerking around on a computer or whatever. But as soon as I wake up, I'm working, I'm accessible. I've got clients, like I said, on the West coast, they'll send me emails. Do not open this till the next morning. Cause it's nine o'clock our time, six o'clock theirs. But I don't operate that way. Number one, I'm OCD, ADHD, which I, I don't know if I mentioned that. No. So I can't have the little, I can't have the little circle on my phone. I look at my daughter's phone. There's 395 unopened texts. I'm like, look, 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 look. I can't. I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't do that. I'm like crazy. Right. I, I just, I can't. I look Marissa, at my- Marissa. <laughs> so I always know That's I love Brian. Right now. No, I, I huh? always knew I loved Brian. No, I always knew I loved you, Brian. But like every single thing you say, I'm the exact same way. Like I can't have anything on red. Oh. Like I, Marissa, Marissa has like 6,000 emails on red no, no, on no. a regular basis. Oh, well, well, I, I have my own OCD. Don't worry. I, don't worry. I've got my own stuff that right. you don't want. Right. Right. And, we and, eat strong. Right. And, and then my wife's like, why don't you act like this in the house? Right. Because I'm on a boat. Don't drip any wine. She's like, Brian, I've seen pictures of the boat covered in blood. And you're worried about a little wine. Yeah, the wine stains the blood, doesn't we get it off right away? So yeah. she's like, how come you're not that like that at home? I'm like, well, it's because it's your domain. It's not, you know, I mean, it's ours, but it's just a different, you know, it's a different dynamic. Right. Yeah. Um, but on my boat, because the boat is dangerous. Right. It's a very dangerous. It can be a very dangerous environment. Right. Not perfect storm stuff, but. Um, a guy, you just have that, you know, you got sharp objects and you're going fast, blah, blah, blah. everything has to be in its place, plus some OCD. So if I pull out a drawer and the pliers aren't there, I'm like, I'd lose my stuff. Right. I'm like, hey, hey. so, but this is a way that I try to, you know, compartmentalize the best I can, but I can like, you know, I'm watching the emails and I'm doing everything while I'm here. I think the biggest problem with the generations after us is social media and yeah. I love social media for this. And there's a very good part of it, but the bad part is really bad. And, and you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. But, remember when um, it was just, remember when it was just too much TV? Yeah. It was always too much, something too much of anything. is well, not good. I don't care we, what we it is. Have, we just have to learn how to, to, to moderate. Yeah. But you can't, my son, you know, he's 16 and he, and he loves gaming, and I hear him in there. You mfer, you know, shooting. But he understands. I don't have to worry about him grabbing one of my guns and going out in the street. He understands it's a game, and he loves studying war and stuff like that. But it, he gets so immersed in it, right? Um, and how do you stop that, right? Um, you, you can't, you know, go to bed. Okay, yeah, Dad, I'm 16. I'll go to bed when I feel like. 
right? Kind of thing. And that was me too, but I took it to extreme because I always, what was the worst that could happen, right? So what's the worst thing we can do to our kid? You're grounded. No big deal. They sit in a room in Fairhaven and whatever, right? It doesn't, what do you, and, and I found that, and it was to my detriment that at a very young age, my mother, when I would get um, suspended from school, I did. They would send me home. My mother would march me back to school. Now, he's not sitting here in Fairhaven on the Navasing River when he should be at school. I don't care what you people do with him, but he can't just, because what, so what? I'm sitting in my room looking at the river, right? And I'll probably sneak out and go play in the river, right? And so it wasn't really, so, so that is a dangerous thing, right? So social media, you know, these kids are on there and there's no filter. As much as we think we're keeping an eye on it and your kids are younger than mine, we're not. We don't have it. I mean, we think we do. My wife has a little bit of a more more finger on the pulse when it comes to our daughter. Um, but when the stuff hits the fan, my daughter comes to me, you know. Um, but it, it, that I would say that's the toughest thing to deal with today. And I've said it from day one that this thing. I agree. I agree. Yeah, we agree with that. Um, and there's a lot of good to it. There is. Don't don't get me wrong. But I think that if it went away, it wouldn't be a bad thing. It's never going away. It's never going away. It's not. Um, no, it's here. You know, you know what, you know what's a fun addition to to growing up? Snap map. Snap map? Yeah, you know what that is? That's when Snapchat. you can you on Snapchat, you can see where oh, yeah, you see all the people one of your friends are. Yeah, yeah. And how that? By the way, I'm just saying none of us would survive. If That's Brian right. Rice, if Brian Rice had snap maps in 1980, he'd be in the mountain. He'd be in the mountain. He'd be in the river. No, where's Brian, Brian in the river? Hey, no, the but river. we had it. We had it. We were so smart growing up. We all had pickup trucks or Broncos or Blazers. We, I always, you know me. I still have trucks. That's all I have. But we had CB radios. We were future firemen in Fairhaven, so we had scanners. So we had them both covered. We already had Snapchat. We knew where the police were. We knew there was police were where they were going, right? Because it would be on the scanner. Right. And we could talk to everybody because there were no phones in the 80s. We had CB radio. And we would find a party. Yo, there's a party at 200, you know, Hans Road, whatever. Okay. And we'd show up. But it was like 10 of us. Now, there's 150 kids at a party within an hour because they all know. Crazy. Where they are, and it's dangerous. It's bad. It is, it's it's crazy. It is. So so let's talk about work for a second. Well, <laughs> she was going to want to involve herself here. Let's talk about work. So with all this going on and everything that you're doing, run us through. You know what today looks like. Like what's on on tap for all of your initiatives um, now that we have you actually on the podcast starting the season. Your first podcast, vulnerable share. So yeah. much to offer to so many people in town and out of out um if i'm a client or if i'm a small business why would i want to hire rice um let's let's talk about that for a minute all right so today i do have a calendar and it has it's, it's all it's all of us right i have a family calendar i have the office calendar i have a jersey devil calendar uh so i can't deal i can't start my day without looking at the calendar and knowing things you know where it is some days it's very full some days it's not the, the big thing with our business is I don't, I do have a model day 
that I'm supposed to follow, but I'm not easy and I'm not that structured, right? Um, but Sue will, you know, we'll meet in the morning and we'll talk about things, my assistant here, um, and, and go over, you know, what accounts we should go over. She, Sue handles all the operations um, of the business and she has for 20 years. Um, she's, she's my longest relate non, non-relative relationship that I have. And, uh, we're family. So we'll go over things and, and she knows how to handle me and it's not easy as you can imagine. So, um, we do, we go over things, we go over the calendar, uh, what, what clients we need to talk to, what clients accounts we need to review from the asset management side. Um, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll go about our day and, and it can change. And that's why I like this business is there's no, you're not going in and doing the same thing over and over again. Right. I couldn't imagine making widgets or something like that just all day long doing the same thing. Right? Um, and then the phone will ring and I'll be off on some other track, but, um, you know, or I get a text from a client or email. And, and so, um, that's our, t- you know, our typical day is just, just that, just to, to be here for our clients, make sure the operations are all, you know, handled, make sure that we're reviewing the client assets and the accounts. And we, we follow a very disciplined approach to managing the client assets. Um, so we go through all that. There's all different indicators that we watch with the various markets. And um, right now it's basically like football, right? And just like yesterday we watched the Giants. You guys Giants fans? Yeah. They're absolutely. Terrible, but I mean, terrible. But they're just terrible. Um, and it, and then my wife, she's a Jets fan, and Jesus. So, and I think most of the New York teams, right? So most of the New York teams are terrible, right? Baseball yeah, and everything. Yeah, I, I don't. I follow. I follow football a little bit. So, um, as I said, I was terrible at ball sports, so I'm not gonna. But I, I do enjoy watching a good game. Um, and then yeah, and then you know, I'll, I'll do a little. Talk to clients. I mean, that's the, our big thing is to be open and available for our clients from service and 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 access to me. I had some clients say, oh, you never call. Well, I didn't have anything to talk about. Now I just call people and just see how they're doing. I mean, yeah. just get a call, you know, from somebody who cares. Um, and what was the other question? Why, why should you deal with somebody like me or me? Um, uh, no, I so um, I take this business extremely serious. I don't take a lot of parts of my life serious because I can't. Um, but in their terms of this business, it's all I have. It's all I've ever done. I don't really have a resume, although it's pretty impressive to talk to me. But to sit there and put together a resume, this is all I've done, right? This is, this is all I know. This I, know some, I know two girls that could probably write your resume in their sleep. That would be um, cool. That would be cool to just have it, just to look at it. Uh, <laughs> there you guys you guys are on top of me you guys are above me here so all right that would be fun we'll do that so um the honesty integrity uh we do have a disciplined approach on how do we manage the money we do it very um we do it in a in a in a planning phase right we don't just say okay you've got a half a million dollars and and we're gonna just manage it so we start with a, a financial plan. Um, each and every client has one. They're not static. So that changes as your finances change, whether it's somebody in their 30s and 40s saving for a house or, you know, most people, it's 
their retirement, right? That's their biggest mm -hmm. savings is for retirement. We all want to retire. I'll never retire. Um, I, I don't think I'd be good in retirement. So um, that's, no. and, and, you know, so it, it, it stems from the plan. And then we look at the assets and then I ask it, I, you know, we get people's um, risk tolerances and they think they're, a lot of people think they have this risk tolerance. And then when we go through the numbers, it doesn't work out that way. Some people are more risky than they think they are. Um, and then the husband and wife, a lot of times, um, one's totally opposite the other a lot. And, um, and that's kind of, that's my, the psychological part that I bring into, you know, being kind of, um, to help out from that standpoint. Um, yeah. and I think I'm very easy yeah. to deal with in, in terms of this side of the business. I'm not easy to deal with as a person. Well, you know, I think that's what, well, that's actually a good segue into our next question. Cause I could probably come up with what I think your answer is, but um, I'd love to see what you think. You know, we believe that everybody professionally has a superpower. And when I say that, I mean, true in your, in your professional life, whether it's all the hats that you wear, your ability to multitask, obviously that's a superpower that you have. Um, but we really believe in what we work with our clients on when somebody's looking for work or trying to figure out what they want to do. We try to identify what that is and then tap into it when looking for work and figuring out what kinds of jobs use that superpower or need it. So I could probably guess or give you like five at this point, but do you, of think you yeah, of yours, of yours. Um, but do you think that you have a superpower and what do you think that is? Oh, I would say my passion, mm -hmm. you know, for, for a multitude of things. Right. And, and, and the energy, you know, that when I, and I've always been like this, if it's something that, that I'm interested in, I'll do it a thousand percent, right? If it's something I could, and this is why I didn't excel at school. And I didn't, at that point in time, and it's crazy because now I enjoy it, is I hated history. Why? Because I didn't care what happened. I wanted to know what was going to happen, right? Um, so I, I would say, yeah, I, I don't know. You, you tell me. Well, I was going to say passion is great. Yeah. It, and I was going to say vitality or I was also going to say experience. Right. Your superpower is experience in addition to passion, because there's not much that you haven't touched, mm -hmm. whether it is exhilaration or despair or inclusion or exclusion, or, I mean, you've, you've, you've touched on a lot of things. Um, but I think passion and eclipses you completely because I don't really think there's anything that you do that's lukewarm. No. Um, I got, when I started, so, you know, I've always been in a boat. So I started with a 12 foot Starcraft and a pair of oars. And we always had to go across the river because the fishing was always better there. And, and I got a motor and I was nicknamed one speed. I never went slow. <laughs> I don't know slow. Right. I try. I've tried many, many times to and I look laggy. Did my video get laggy or is it just me? Yeah, I see it a little bit, but I hear you fine. OK, so um, I've tried to drive. Ever tried to drive the speed limit on the parkway? Like stay yeah. at 65 or some places it's 55. 
I can't. Yes. I've tried to do it. By the way, 25 on River Road is really hard oh, to do. <laughs> I don't know. And even talking to the powers to be, because I talked to everybody in town, they were surprised when it got bad. Uh, it's horrible. I'm like, it's so slow. Like, you don't even realize how slow. I can really relate to what you're saying because, you know, Marissa and I believe so much in energy and the universe and what we're doing is what we're meant to do and all the things. But, you know, in the grand scheme of healers and things that we are passionate about, you live life at what we call a high vibration, right? You're like, live loud and proud and people don't understand it and people will never understand your way or your function. And there's going to be people that just are drawn to that. And there's people that are not. And that's exactly what I, how I live life. I'm very loud and proud. I am who I am in every environment that I'm in. And I live life at what I would call a very high vibration, which most people don't fully understand. But I think that's why, like you said, you lean in to your assistant or your relationship with your wife or the different organizations that you're involved in. Cause sometimes it's important to have a balance. And Marissa and I balance each other out because if I'm up here, so is she, but in a more pragmatic way and vice versa. So I think, I think passion is a great answer for you. And I would probably have said something either that or cause like being able to multitask, everybody can say that, but it's at a level and a quality right. that's the important, right? So it's you're giving your money can actually get stuff done, get stuff done and get stuff done. Well, right? so you have, accurately. I can't mess up. Right. Right. And you have, you have multiple businesses, some of what, you know, whether it's you're managing people's money or you're have people's kids out on their, your boat without them, whatever the case is, you're, you're, you're a mountain man. You're out there living, yeah. you know, modern day, That's and, it. modern day on the sea. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, and, I, and people always, have to trust you. People have to just trust innately that Brian Rice is going to take good care of them. You're just a, like a good human that has everybody's best interests in mind. And I think that's really what your superpower is, is being able to not just, you know, do all these things, but do them with passion, do them well. I've always, and, and yeah, and that pretty much sums it up. And, and to see people from high school and say that they were scared to death of me in high school is, is very discerning to me, which has happened multiple times. And I'm having this conversation with my daughter now because she's mini me. Mm-hmm. And she's a badass and, and and deep inside she's, you know, she's soft, right? Like, like me, I have an extremely soft, compassionate side. I cry at commercials often. You saw me get welled up earlier today. I really, really had to reel it in. It was not easy because usually I just let it out, but I didn't want to do that in front of, I don't know how many, how many do we have? Million? Million people. Oh, totally. totally, right. But you never know. Cause this is going to be this, this, see, this thing lives was, on. With this stuff is it, it's it lives in in in, in you know in infancy, right? So you don't yeah. know how many people are gonna see this. You don't know who it's gonna touch. But um to hear that about me growing up, to hear Brian, you know, everybody was scared of Brian Rice. Looking back at that, that was a front and that was insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't know how to fight, I wasn't a fighter, but um and I still can't, you know. Um, but I put up this front so I didn't have to, right? That's what you want to do to, to not have to, to do that. Right. Um, but I, I, and you can't, it's tough to put that back in the bag. Right. So um, as much as I've had that reputation, I think it's kind of, you know, I've been going back 40 years, but well, not quite, 
I'm not that old, but it's 35. I don't know. High school, it's 87 I graduated. So, um, you know, you, you try your best to do your best, but it's not always looked upon as, you know, you know, rice is too forward or too outspoken or, you know, it's just the way I am. And um, I'm no different than the next guy or gal. Um, I put my pants on one leg at a time, which is a huge, you know, thing to, to realize. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it, you, you try to change who you are to make yourself look better, but that's not what we should do, right? We shouldn't have to worry about what somebody else thinks of us. I think that's really good advice, which is typically what we ask next, which is like advice for small businesses or entrepreneurs or people looking to start something. You know, I think that's a really great way to live. Like, sure, you have to think about the customer and them wanting to hire you for your service, but you have to just be unapologetically you. Like at the end of the day, if you don't want this, this is this is what we have. And it is what it is. I'm not going to change is. my stripes, right? Or my checkers or whatever you call this. But um and and that's um, and that's what it is. I, I don't I don't I don't consider myself a salesman, right? Although we are we all sell ourselves every day, right? Yeah, to some degree. I mean, I'm not using it as a, a bad thing, right? We don't want to worry about whatever. So, but we're always out there selling ourselves, whatever it you know, to our kids, to our family, to our business people, um, to a point. But it shouldn't be it shouldn't come across as sales because you should love what you do and i didn't i hated it i told you that working with my dad i flipped over desks with computers on them i threw keys literally through the wall um at not at this place because my dad's not here but um <laughs> it was not easy until i really changed it to the way i wanted to and operate and it's been right i've been you know and and i I'm always good at reminding people, hey, I was CEO is right. And that's not right to do either. You know, they know you were right. You don't have to say it. Um, but I, that's that's something I try. I work on daily. You know, I'm right a lot. Yeah. <laughs> good or bad. Confident, confident and humble. Um, <laughs> same, same. So we always like to wrap with like the same types of questions. One, we, we kind of touched on your superpower, your advice for small businesses. Two things that we want to ask to wrap. One is because you strike me as somebody that maybe does, or maybe you don't, but I kind of feel like you might. Do you have like a mantra, anything that you say to yourself or to your team or to your, like, whatever it is every day that kind of keeps you moving, keeps you inspired, keeps you motivated? I got this from my dad, and it's just basically the golden rule, right? Treat people as if you want, you know, how you want to be treated and respected. Um, I don't always live that way. But I try. Try. <laughs> I try. No, I, I, I do. Um, I um, sometimes I'm too direct, and people don't know how to handle it. Um, but I think that it's, you know, if you, you just answer to you, right? You don't have to answer to anybody else. If you can be true to you, and do you, as Jackie says often, and it's usually in a negative way. Um, you do you. I did something stupid. Um, it should be like, I just do you. Yeah. Well, okay. But me being me sometimes is not a good thing, right? 
if I get into those dark places. I, I think it's just, you, you just, if you can look at yourself in the mirror and be happy with the image that's looking back at you and, and you think you're doing the right thing day in and day out, and we're not going to all the time, they're going to have screw ups. Um, you know, um, that's, I think the only way to live, right? Be you, man. And, and I love that. I've always said from an environment, cause I'm huge in the environment, leave this place better than when we found it. Right. And that could be, that could encompass anything. It could be business. It could be environment. It could be the kids. It could be all of it. And for me, it's all of it. Just leave this place better than you found. It. I love it. I love that. Um, okay. So our last question um, for you this morning is going to be tough. Cause I know you're a big Fairhaven Monmouth County guy. So you, you have a lot of favorites, but so we believe when we're doing work with our candidates and our you know job seekers, we believe that you know identifying places that you truly are inspired by and interested in can help you with your job search, right? You kind of think about not just who's hiring, but what companies you actually would want to work for and why. So we call that the dream crush, right? Because we all know what it feels like to have a crush. And usually when we have a crush, we don't necessarily act on the crush, but professionally we can, we can connect to them on LinkedIn. We can see what they're up to, see if they're hiring, have an informational interview, et cetera. So we like to say the people we decide to have on the podcast are crushes of, of ours in some way. Like we think what Brian Rice does is so cool. He has a million different businesses. We've got to get him on the podcast, right? That to us is the definition. So we'd love to know from you, do you have any dream crushes locally, places that you like wouldn't be able to function without, whether it's professionally or personally, places that you just want to highlight that you can share. Cause then we'll, we'll tag and share them when we post the episode, just mm-hmm. Brian Rice's faves, um, you know, Brian Rice approved type, whether it's a vendor, a place, a restaurant, anything. Wow. I don't have any place that I would want to work cause I don't want to work. I don't right? consider you want to work for yourself, but right, we're the I same way. And I say that to my kids. I'm like, you know, you don't, and they might, you know, and, and not everybody can work for themselves, obviously. But when you have 80% of the economy is driven by small business like ours and yours, you know, that speaks for the, for the globe, but for the, for the, but something you might say might inspire so, someone listening being like, Oh, I never thought to like, look that place up or let me check out what Brian Rice thinks is the cool place in the area. Um, and that might inspire them in some way. So that's why we always ask this because we feel like. Hardware stores. Yeah. I love hardware stores. I love as much as I go to home. I I don't, I'm a Lowe's guy. I'm not a home Depot guy. Um, (laughs) but, um, but I'm not plugging Lowe's, but, um, but if I had to go to a, a, a big box, you know, store like that, it's Lowe's. I love hardware stores. Probably one of my favorite things to do is because I travel a lot or, you know, I used to kind of live the winters up in Vermont and I would love to go to the general stores. So I know this isn't easy to plug. Um, tackle shops, obviously being a fisherman, you never know what kind of gadgets and stuff. Uh, so um, if you look at um, the tackle, um, oh geez, fisherman supply in Point Pleasant, there's a dear friend of mine, Brian, and uh, go up to uh, Hazlitt, one of my other favorite tackle shops uh, called the Tackle Box. Um, I love I love to eat, so I love to go to good restaurants. Um, and I don't, you know, I love sushi, so Kanji is kind of my go-to sushi place. 
in Shrewsbury. Um, if I want to go a little higher end, I'll go to Umi, either Red Bank or Seabright. Um, I do, I do really enjoy two things, and don't think of any as don't think of me as any less of a man. I love getting my feet done, pedicure, and fair haven. Um, because I, I, I can't lean over anymore to cut my own toenail. And I literally, and my kids or myself, we don't wear shoes. I don't have shoes on now. Um, so, and my feet get pretty nasty. <laughs> yeah, I do have pants. I did. I put on jeans and, I'm, and I can't wait. To I, take do, them I do see. You don't have to show me if they're zipped. I don't need to know. The zips? Huh? So, oh, um, so I do go to uh, proper and polish. It turns out it's one of my childhood uh, friends growing up in Fairhaven. It's his wife, uh, Joanna. I love going to Old World and getting a, a, a hot towel shave and um, my head and everything. My friend over there, David. Love David. Yeah, he's cool. I have to go over there. I, he's closed on Mondays. I was going to run over there because I've texted him at like 8. I'll meet you there at 8.30. I have an appointment at 9. You know, And I was going to do that before our podcast, but I, I actually did all the grooming myself this morning. So um, I do enjoy that. I think it's very um, important to take care of your body. I don't go to the gym as, I, as much as I should because everything's busted up. I don't think there's a joint in my body that hasn't been injured. Most shoulders, knees, back, and it goes back to the extreme. I used to barefoot water ski um, semi-professionally. Uh, so that's kind of... So many fun facts. Barefoot water ski. Yeah, I didn't talk about that. So I, I never... I... I I raced mountain bikes. I barefoot water skied. I was sponsored by Mastercraft. Um, the shop's not here anymore. I would plug it. Um, and uh, yeah, and we did crazy stuff. Just nuts. I have a video from a from a real video camera, right? You have to put the cartridge in of the bottom of my feet hitting the back of my head. So just think of that one. And I don't do back bends. I was never a gymnast. Wow. Uh, um, those are some of the places we like to go local. I love to go the best lunch in town. Although Fairwinds Deli, I've eaten that sub, the same sub sandwich since I was eight years old. Warren's dad was there, started Fairwinds Deli. Um, that's my favorite sandwich shop in town. My favorite lunch is across the street at, at Raven and the Tea Room. Wow. Well, oh, I love the Tea Room. You can come here any day and say, hey, Rice, we're going to lunch. I'll pay for it. We'll go across the street. He, I love soup. My One of my favorite foods is soup. I don't care what kind of soup it is. My mother, I, I'm serious. Onion soup, I never liked it as a kid. Love it. I, it they have it on a menu. I try it. I, I can tell you where the best onion soup. Jack's is very good onion soup, by the way. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, I, by the my way, mom made, do you made drink coffee? You don't need no, coffee. I don't drink coffee. No. Oh, my no. God. You and Jeffrey no, no, no. make me make me afraid. <laughs> no, I, uh, no, I can't drink. I don't drink coffee I, at night. I will, you know, after a good meal. But uh, I um, do. We have a big garden and a huge crop of cucumbers. I give them all to my mom. My mom makes the best gazpacho soup ever. We were eating gazpacho. I was eating it all day long for five days in a row. So I finally froze some. I love to cook. I put uh, London Bro in a sous vide. You guys can hit that up. Um, it's cooking with. It's. I get very scientific with stuff. So it's cooking in a water bath is sous vide. So I guess we were yes. spending an hour, but you got me all riled up now. 
Ah, I love it. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I just, I, I do love supporting local business, but and I hate going to the city. I was never a city boy. Um, although I've always been like a chameleon. I could go anywhere. And people are like, no, you grew up here, like Vail, Colorado. I've got a lot of buddies out there and they're like, oh, you've been out here for years. No, I just got here, you know? Um, so it's kind of fun. That comes from your passion. Just like Does. bleeds, it bleeds out of you. I'm, I'm very similar that way. And everywhere I yeah. am, I kind of just, everything's the best. Everything's amazing. I, you know, I just, I'm very similar to you. So it's, it's funny to hear you speak. Um, well, I think that might be all of our questions. Marissa, did you have anything else you wanted to ask Brian before we wrap? No, no, I absolutely loved spending time with you this morning. You. you know, it's the antithesis of the weather. Like the weather feels gloomy and it doesn't even matter because you radiate okay. and it's okay. been so much fun listening to you. And I'm excited to post and share this. I think that you're a very, very, very engaging person to listen to. And I hope that people out there that have had struggles or, you know, challenges focusing or challenges finding their own way can find inspiration by how much you have accomplished and how much you give back and that you do so with passion and awareness. So I really love talking to you and um, I I hope to not see you barefoot soon. Yeah. No, you will. <laughs> and I just, I just want to, I want to say a couple things. You have a better connection to the ground, to the earth. You feel it. No, and, no, and I know. You're very grounded. Mountain, 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 mountain man. You know, right. I, I want to say, I want to say one thing just to wrap up too is, you know, for anybody out there that's listening, that's local. So often people ask, like, who can take me out on a ride on the Navisink? You know, I just want to go out for a ride. You know, we discovered Brian. We became friends with Brian. Literally, he lives around the corner from me because of that. And we, he has taken us out for a ride many times. We went as most recently as this summer with our dad. Um, you know, and I just think, I mean, granted, he sent his team. We didn't get to have time with Brian this summer to go, but he has a great team. Um, it's just yeah, so, many, so many right. things that you offer that locally people could take advantage of, whether it's renting or charting a boat out on the Navisink or sending your kids to the camp or getting involved in the business association or wanting more information about mental health association, of Monmouth County, or any of the other amazing things that you do, or just to manage their money. Um, Brian is the most, one of the most approachable effervescent people we've ever met. And we're just so happy to have had you this morning made possible by Ella plan. Check her out. Amanda Lukoff doing incredible work for the special needs community. Um, hit up Brian for all of your, I don't know, every single need <laughs> everything <Everybody>. from, <laughs> from anything you possibly, and if, and if he can't do it, we can. I got a guy. Um, I always yeah. got a guy. You got a guy. guy. All of us were good. Right. Yeah. As Marissa, Marissa always says about me, because like when we were, especially when we were living in a city, it was like, what's the new hot restaurant? What's the blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, just ask Jamie. And I feel like with you, it's just, just ask Brian. Like, I don't yeah. know. Just ask Brian. I'm sure he'll be able to figure it out. Yep. And if I don't know, my, my wife always said, you, you know a lot about a lot of things. But if you don't know something, you first want to say it. But I'll find Yes. I, I but then you got a guy. You got a guy. Yeah, I, I say that all the right. time. That's one yeah. thing I say all the time. Yeah. I don't know, but I'll find out. Right. And I get texts from, you know, looking for a little contractor to do a deck, right. Or fishing or big boat to fish on. So it, it, it's, it, it's, I get some crazy, um, you know, asked, but I can usually find somebody or, or answer the question. 
the big thing also that I wanted to leave with is it's not every day that I'm like this, right? I have my dark days. I have my vices, right? Um, you just try to have more good days than bad and, mm -hmm. and, and know that it's okay to not feel right. It's okay to say, hey, I don't feel good. I'm going to stay home and work uh, from home, whatever it is. And, and Sue gets it. And, and, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm up to no good, right? But it just means that I might just, I'm not myself today, right? And that's okay as long as you say it and tell somebody and, and convey it, whoever it is. It, does, it could be your brother, it could be your mother, it could be whatever. It doesn't matter. Cheers, cheers to being yourself. Just be yourself and be honest. And, and it's not going to be always rainbows and unicorns. You know, it, it's, uh, it's life. And, and we're allowed to, we're allowed to screw up as long as you, you know, take accountability for it to a point. Um, I just kind of wanted to leave with that. And I, I don't want somebody that. saying rice is the best thing ever. No, I'm not. I'm just, I, you know, I try to do the right thing. And Jackie, does deal with a lot of BS for me. And I, and I don't, you know, and, and, uh, and fortunately the good outweighs the bad, right? The yeah. And, and you get through it and it's not easy to deal with at all. At all. Well, we, we got a, we got a very good glimpse of you this morning and I'm so <laughs> grateful to have had you here. Thank you to Ming at shared universe for doing our sound and our live stream today. And this episode will be available you know, shortly on all major platforms. So thank you, Brian. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story with us and our listeners and really appreciate your time today. This was great. You're welcome. Thank you. God bless.